0: Okay, here we go, and we're off, man, what a fucking week it's been, yeah, what was
1: our last record last Tuesday? I think we're on schedule again, I think we're back on schedule. we're, yeah. on,
0: we're fucking up and atom, dude, uh, any reception to the last did anything happen on the la- oh no, the last episode was kinda weak, right?
1: um, what was the last episode? No, no, people seem to like it.
0: Uh, oh it was, the was the it, my mom it was the the it
1: too. Yeah, I talked about it too for a That's little bit. Right. Got my mom on at the end. Yeah, your mom was yeah, good. Yeah. Your mom was good on there. She was the highlight.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah,
1: dude, we got it. Uh ooh, this is a start. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Well, you'll do this thing occasionally. I came in guns yeah. blazing. You do this thing occasionally where like a day or two in advance, you'll be like, oh, I've got I got a topic. Yeah. You know, I've got something. And I'm yeah. like, all right. And it always, it's almost like you lose, you lose your nerve at the last minute. <laughs> and then you're like, well, I was going to talk about this. And I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, no, that's not that interesting. Yeah. And then you don't do it. No, so I this got- time... Yeah, this time, why don't we just go straight into that? Like, let, like, you want to talk about the topic? Well, let's forget about trying because I'm dreading the the weird segue that would happen. Into I know it's coming, wow. so it's like whatever else we talk about. I know at some point you're going to go. Well, the <laughs> reason I'm Speaking the up. reason I'm reminiscing on past episodes
0: is that this is a topic that I have brought up that weirdly you didn't seem that interested in at the time. Uh-huh. So I'm going to uh, put a whole segment based around it.
1: Oh, he's, uh, so he's try, you're trying to bring something back that got nixed before. Yeah, that's correct. Is it going to be about your high school teacher who was diddling girls again?
0: <laughs> no, but we should. Like, keep about, cutting that out. We should
1: talk about him soon,
0: too. <laughs> Take a fucking hint. <laughs> no, I like that guy. You know, he went on Howard Stern. I don't yeah, like that guy, but I like yeah, that story. Yeah, and you've
1: told me that story yeah, right. three times, and I've cut it out three times. So <laughs> I've like, cut it maybe. out this time. All right. Sound off in the
0: comments if you want to hear that story on a future episode. <laughs> Cutting that out, too. God damn it. <laughs> all right, so... <laughs> I'm manipulating this. Look, as we know, one of the biggest things in poor quality podcast lore has occurred, and that is Penn Gillette oh. going on the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. And we got
1: a review today. If you wanted to talk about we it, got a review why didn't today you tell from, me to watch
0: it? Well, no, because I I'm don't want you to
1: watch it. Okay.
0: I listened to it today. Uh-huh. I listened to all over two hours of it. Mm-hmm. And I realized that Penn Jillette and Joe Rogan, to an extent, we talk about them so much and we impersonate them so much. But there's nothing really that good. You know how an impression is supposed to be like exaggerated a little bit? Yeah. We're almost quoting them all the time. Well, yeah, because quite often. <laughs> They're, so I decided to play a game. I'm going to play a game with you called Did This Actually Get Said? Oh wow! On the Joe Rogan or Pendulette podcast, is this something that actually
1: got said, do, or is this something it, I made up? Well, you put the effort in to devise a game and presumably wrote down a bunch of examples, and yes. some of them are fictional yes. and some of them are real. Yes. And I have to guess. So you put all that effort in, but the yeah. title you came up with for this game is "Did this was <laughs> the was was Pen or or Joe right, Rogan okay. actually what did they all say right, it?" Okay. <laughs> like, okay, why not all come right. up with an actual the name? T- <laughs> the
0: title is "Fact." Or farce? No, oh. no, 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 no. The title is <laughs>
1: potatoes or bullshit. Potatoes or that's bullshit. That's a Penn reference. Potatoes or monkeys. <laughs>
0: the title is Monkey Tuesday presents.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the one thing they've really got in common, isn't it? Is that they <laughs> used to make this big deal about having a monkey segment on his fucking radio show. And, All right. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, should we jump in? Yeah. Okay. Let's so jump in. I so did, to explain I did, it, I did a few quotes from Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. And I did a few quotes from Penn Jillette. And some of them are ones you've made up. Some of them are real, and some of them are fake. Fake and is... You, it, but what, what does fake mean? Did you take them from somewhere else? No, or no, did no. You make them some up?
0: of them are... I, I made them up completely okay. off... Like, just based on things I know they like to talk about. Okay. Okay. Did the following observation get made by Joe Rogan on this two-hour podcast? Quote, I think comedy is a lot like music... There are lots of different ways to perform it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I, I think that's true. That is a real one. Yeah, that comes yeah. about 20, 30 sounds, minutes in where they're sounds, talking about Lenny Bruce. He he then yeah. continues to extrapolate on that, by the way. He says something to the effect. I didn't write it down verbatim, but he says something to the effect of, uh, you know, I fucking love whatever band. But if I showed up and Run DMC was there instead, I'd be pissed. But obviously, a lot of people love Run DMC. (laughs) <laughs> what observation? He was, I don't know. <laughs>
1: grant this is an unfair like of context. You know, no, there are plenty of <laughs> there things. Is nothing about oh the come on. There are plenty of things that in the middle of a conversation you're like trying to come up with some kind of analogy off the top of your head, and it doesn't always make sense. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll be a little bit generous, but the, the no quote, here's yeah. the thing
0: the the analogy makes perfect sense. It's just the most banal observation. Yeah, yeah. I'll give you another one for free. This actually happened. Pendulette was going on and talking, they were talking about the information age and the internet. Okay. And Pendulette goes, he goes this long rant. He goes, the thing I compare it to the most is it's like it's like the calorie problem. He goes, information <laughs> is like calories. I swear to God. And he goes, and he goes, information is like calories, where for years mankind had one mankind for billions of years had one major problem. And that is that we couldn't get enough calories in a day. And then only in the past 100, 200 years has our problem become that we have access
1: to too many calories. And it's the
0: same way with information.
1: If you're wondering why I'm laughing at that, is it's yeah. because Penn w- formerly was formerly yeah. a, a fat guy who was not only fat, but like a proud fat guy, yeah. actually made entire documentary episodes about how fast food yeah. is good and how obesity is. is bullshit and all this kind of stuff. And then suddenly, when his health finally started to fail, <laughs> he started to give out completely did a, a yeah, 180 uh, and now is like a vegan fucking like, yeah. food conspiracy theorist. Well, the... <laughs>
0: Well no, but the the that's not even the funny part. So he makes that point mm-hmm. and I'm like, that's kind of an apt analogy, I guess. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. We had we didn't have enough of something and now we have too much. And after he says that he goes, It's like calories, blah, blah. I swear to God, there's not even a second's pause where Joe Rogan goes, Do you know how, no, he literally how goes, many
1: calories do monkeys get? No,
0: he literally goes, <laughs> Yeah, you know, information, it's kinda of like nutrition. And I'm like, he just fucking said that. The same thing, yeah, yeah. And then he does the exact same shit, but he replaces the word calories with nutrition. And oh, he goes, boy. if you're eating too much bad information, then it's bad for you. <laughs> but if you eat good in- information in moderate amount.
1: <laughs> oh, Christ.
0: Honestly, ever- dude, not since like fucking, what is it? Like William Buckley and Gore Vidal <laughs> has there been a more exciting. You know, people got excited about Jordan Peterson and Slavoj Žižek fuck all that gillette rogan
1: this is gillette yeah, rogan it's yeah, not yeah.
0: even a debate it's just them kissing each other's balls the whole Flash time of the titans.
1: <laughs> but also uh did you ever see this um i don't know if i ever showed it to you it's one of my favorite videos of uh on youtube it's a, a george carlin impersonator mm. who gets hired to do i guess like corporate events okay and uh so he gets hired by like some data company yeah and uh, he's, someone's filmed him doing his George... So he dresses... He looks pretty yeah. pretty convincingly like George Carlin in his later days. And he gets out there and he lo- launches into, almost word for word, George Carlin's stuff routine, A Place for My Stuff. Yeah. Which is a pretty famous routine. I mean, you Great can look routine. it up. Where it's like, you know, yeah. it's all about stuff. And, and mm-hmm. a big emphasis of that is the word stuff being kind of funny because it's Uh-oh. such a vague... Uh-oh. I do not know. know where this is going. He's... <laughs> What you're watching in this video is a man learning the hard way that the word stuff and data are not yep. interchangeable. <laughs> I knew it! I knew it! You gotta get a
0: bigger house. Store all your data. Yeah, it... it literally every and then one go time work
1: gotta have a place to store my data <laughs> and one time obviously he's so used to doing it verbatim that one time he just says stuff instead so it makes even <laughs> it makes even less than I mean there's no way I'm not going to talk about it too much on the podcast because you can't see it and blah 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 <laughs> but look that just type in a uh, George Carlin impersonator data or something like that and you'll find it's one of the funniest I mean, he's bombing so fucking I bad was. at one point he like blame, he ad-libs and blames the audience he was like, yeah. "ah, you're not keeping you're, you're just not keeping up with me It's like no no one understands what the fuck you're talking about so like, you, you know while we're on the you know when you go and stay in someone's house and someone <laughs> they, has all their data so line still has around. all their data oh, in yeah. it. they have
0: nice data they have nicer data yeah. than me <laughs> oh God it so doesn't work yeah. so that
1: one was real. Okay. Okay. So I'm one for. Are you keeping score? Uh, I can. Let's right. Yeah. yeah. So, Let's keep score. Let's see how well I do on this. Your score is one.
0: I think I did ten in, in total.
1: Okay. All right. This one's short, but meaty. Okay. Who's it from? Well, supposed to be from Pendulette.
0: Okay. I was once on a private cruise ship in the China Sea
1: with Joe Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> that one's not real. That one's real? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's part of a easily
0: 20-minute story about how the guy from Apple who died, yeah. uh, not Steve Jaws, I yeah. forget the other guy, uh, bought a cruise ship, kicked everyone off, put their own crew on there, and then hired the entertainment, and the entertainment was... Joe Walsh, I get no. Joe Walsh was like in the audience for some reason, but the entertainment was Pen Gillette, Ringo Starr, and uh, fucking I don't remember who else. And Jay Leno, and Jay Leno, and um, and he talks and he brags all about it, and like it goes on and on and on about being on a private cruise ship. And I swear to God, I think he says that I. I'm wondering if I misquoted him because I quoted him from memory. But the only part I'm getting wrong is—I swear to God—I think he says China Sea, which I don't know what that is.
1: Yeah, I mean, I would assume that it's just a sea, one of the East Asian seas. But yeah, I've never heard of the China Sea, but maybe that's my uh, ignorance. I'm no fucking Pendulet, and I'm certainly no Joe Walsh, making me doubt it too.
0: Yeah, but if 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 there's anything wrong about that, it's just the name of the
1: sea. But yeah, he says it like three times. Okay. No, that is a pretty quintessential Pendulette brag, was yeah. like, I was on a private cruise ship, all right, with a pretty middling celebrity. <laughs> right. All right,
0: okay. this one's from Joe Rogan. So you got that one wrong. Mm. So you got so you only one point so far. One for zero. If you can get seven points on this, I'll be impressed. Okay, Joe Rogan. I like seltzer. It makes me feel like I'm doing something instead of drinking water. Ooh. It's got all his hallmarks. Yeah, (laughs) it's banal as fuck. It's fucking (laughs) kind of weirdly No, literally. I mean,
1: it's weirdly aggro. (laughs) The the my thought process when trying to get these right is just like, is there for for figuring out whether Joe Rogan would say that? I'm like, is there a conspiracy theory about seltzer water or like one of the ingredients therein that would prevent him from drinking it? Um, I'm gonna go for seltzer it makes me feel like i'm doing something. It also sounds a bit like something max would say. <laughs> no cuz i have no desire to do something ever. <laughs> like, no but i can hear you, uh, you know. Just having some kind of opinion on seltzer water. Having an opinion yeah. on seltzer water the, and that yeah. and yeah. I I'll say I'll say I'll say no, i say that's a max one. That one's real. Fuck. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> That's, dude, this is, that was
0: the moment I realized I had to start this game because I was like, <laughs> these are fucking, these guys are strange. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. Well, let's... this one's long.
1: Okay. It's
0: from Penn Jillette. I'm a giant idiot. I'm from a lower middle class family in Greenfield, Massachusetts, but I have lucked my way into a lot of great experiences in life. And then he talks a little bit more, but the ellipses at the end of the ellipses is, and very few have come close to playing Canasta with Gilbert Gottfried (laughs) and Tom Bergeron. (laughs) Is that real or fake?
1: I think it's real. That's fake. That's fake? (laughs) That's fake. (laughs) Fucking Christ, man. I'm bad at this i that. Just, or you're very good. You know why? Because I got the spirit in me. Yeah, <laughs> you listen to it
0: for two hours. You'll
1: catch the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Jesus, that's not, I, that, I was almost. I could have. I would have bet money on that one being real. It's what I did is Playing I or Gilbert Gottfried It's kind of like Who could even come up With something that boring <laughs> <laughs> Me Yeah I had apparently. the spirit dude No I'm pretty impressed I had the spirit <laughs>
0: I wanted to I was originally going to put Eating eating food But I didn't want to do anything That was actually mm. real Like I didn't want to just Change names in something He yeah, has yeah, said yeah. before But it's so similar To things he would say yeah, And Tom
1: Bergeron Is a good pen yeah. pull <laughs> No that's not perfect Yeah alright Okay Okay <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucked. So I'm, I'm yeah. one out of four. So far. one out of four. Oh, Jesus. Okay. The sad reality is
0: things get done when you take speed. You know, we were talking about Hitler the other day. <laughs> Joe Rogan. <laughs> huh?
1: It's got drugs. Yeah. It's got an abrupt topic change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm distracted because play- uh, Max is playing with the That's cat That's me. I'm playing with the cat's toy. It's <laughs> fucking feet. All right. Um, Ooh, I mean, it's also quite similar to the last quote. You know, where it's like salts of water makes me feel like I'm getting stuff done. Mm-hmm. And now he's like throwing to spit. So I'm like, did they come close together? Mm. Is that why he went in that direction? Mm. Ooh, um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going to go false on that one. I think that's a nice invention. That one is real. Fuck.
0: And what right. it, the context is he's talking about how he thinks Donald Trump is on cocaine. Oh, my God.
1: Uh. There's no winning this game. Is there? I mean, like, all of them could be real. But the only, the only reason I'm trying to guess which ones you did is because I know that you did do some of them. Okay. But I have no way of discerning between the two. They right. all sound very realistic.
0: Since you're already struggling, I'm going to give you a toughie here. Okay.
1: This is another Joe Rogan. Ready? Also, even statistically, it's a 50-50, right? Like, I should be getting more right than I am. <laughs> here's right. another Joe
0: Rogan. Ready? Yeah. People talk about the 9-11 conspiracy, but here's the thing. Even if you think 9-11 was done by Al-Qaeda, you believe it was a conspiracy. It's just who conspired. Uh, that's real. That is real. Because uh, I've heard him say that it's before. It's real, and yeah, that was the
1: trick of it. That one is the only one, I because I just love that quote so much because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> well, you know what's even funnier is that he actually stole the idea from uh, one of Doug Stanhope's appearances on his podcast. Where Doug Stanhope said, like, well, I mean, it's silly to not believe in any conspiracy. Everything is a conspiracy. You and I talking is a conspiracy to something. He was making a much more nuanced point about, like, the word conspiracy is, is getting, a, getting a bad rap. Right. But conspiracy, like, yeah. everyone's conspiring all the time. Yeah. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. And Joe Rogan was like, that's fucking deep, man. <laughs> and now apparently he's taken, and he does this often. Yeah. He's a bit like, you know, the dude in the Big Lebowski? Uh, the character of the dude in the Big Lebowski, one of the running things with him is that he just parrots words. Oh, the dude,
0: the character. The, yeah, the character. The, the, the oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: he just kind of parrots things that he's heard somewhere else and then will yeah. repeat them later, even though they don't really make sense. Yeah. Or he doesn't really understand them. You know, like, you know, this aggression will not stand and stuff like yeah. that. You know, and That's kind of what Joe Rogan's like, <laughs> you know, he, he like absorbs... Little things here and there, and yeah. then it kind of runs with them. Okay, so I got that one. So, you're two.
0: We're almost halfway through already, oh, so. Jesus. All right. All right. Pen Go back to Pen here. The, <laughs> the thing people don't know about the sensory deprivation chamber. Is that it's the closest thing, and I say this as someone who has never had a drop of alcohol (laughs) or a sniff of drugs in his life, save for the alcohol and vanilla extract. It's the closest thing you will ever experience in your life to understand what it must be like to be Bob Dylan.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. I mean... (laughs) All right, so here's the problem. Like, Max is... If Max is coming up with these, it's only because like he has copied. It's very, very hard to discern because he has copied things that not only would Pengelet say, but he actually has said often, like all right. well, that shit about not having a drop of alcohol yeah. in his life, except and very specifically, except for the alcohol in vanilla extract. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah,
0: yeah. always fucking says, so like I'm taking a lot of his greatest hits. And yeah, I'm mixing you're mixing them, them yeah. in with so that's what. Makes but he it, also repeats himself in every interview. So who knows if he actually did say these ones in this particular instance.
1: I I haven't uh, heard him talk about sensory deprivation tanks, but but it seems like the kind of thing that he might be getting into now. I I haven't listened to anything. Well, but also think about the podcast he's on. Joe Rogan loves sensory deprivation tanks. Right. So if it was Joe Rogan saying that, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, obviously, no, it's clearly a Peng quote or supposed to be... the cl- being in a sensory deprivation tank is the closest <laughs> <laughs> that you'll get to being Bob Dylan. Isn't the idea of a sensory deprivation tank that you're you can't really you're you can't like, see, you can't I, hear, I think, you're
0: floating? I think my interpretation of that quote is that he means that you're like
1: cuz presumably Bob Dylan had pretty good hearing
0: freely and sort of like understanding like yeah. the free thought that Bob Dylan was engaged in at all times.
1: Which by the way, like can we just like can we like pop the fucking balloon on Bob Dylan for a second? I don't know enough about him to pop the balloon or inflate it. He's fine. Okay.
0: Pendulet He's
1: good at what he does. But this idea that he was somehow like on another level of ex- another plane of existence. Have you have you I been mean, in a sensory deprivation chamber? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so that's the closest to being Bob Dylan then. Um this one's tricky. It's tricky because it is. Tricky, it is stupid I think enough the for real Penn thing I say. learned while
0: doing these is that, like, I could run a fake Pendulette Twitter Easy. account. Yeah, I don't
1: think in you'd fact, ever get rumbled. In fact, I should. That's actually kind of a. He's funny already idea. got a verified Twitter. You know, you can't. No, really I do know, that. but you just do fake pendulette. Jill- oh right, right. So, so you're not trying to convince anyone that it's actually. A... If
0: they don't look close enough, I am.
1: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't look at the name, fake Pendulette. Jill- it's <laughs> also. It's also
0: no. what's it called though? It's also funny because it's like. Who is that joke? Who are those jokes for? Again, you like and I. Ten people. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Godot
1: somewhere. You and I is just are like, the <laughs> only ones who would
0: like those. Yeah. And, yeah. Pancake's the clown. Michael Godot is from Jonesy. Yeah. <laughs> drinking his all black coffee. Have you really heard that? rich. Have you heard that fucking
1: story? No.
0: Oh, my God. You never heard the literally hour-long story by Penn Jillette about how... Jonesy only drinks black coffee no this, black no no no. about right. how jonesy and him both go to the same starbucks on the way to the rio mm-hmm. all suites hotel and casino and yeah. he always comes in about 20 minutes after jonesy he says just based on their commute which is weird that jonesy has to get there earlier than he does
1: yeah but he it's says like, that wait based on your commute it's like well why not leave earlier Pen. I don't know like, why don't Why do not you leave 20 minutes I don't know earlier? Like, that's not an excuse. But, but if you do it often. If they you do, do it don't once, the same call. You know. I don't no, know. No, but, but if they get to Starbucks. Uh, all right. The no,
0: point no. is they both go to the same Starbucks and he literally the punchline of this story was about how he always tells a joke to the baristas at Starbucks.
1: Oh, they must love him. <laughs> Where he
0: says, <laughs> they must fucking I want him. my coffee black like Mike Jones's soul. Because I guess Mike mm-hmm. Jones is rather grumpy in person.
1: Okay, but why is he telling that to a barista who probably has no idea who the well, fuck no, because Jonesy he is? She
0: does know, according to him, because Jonesy.
1: Because when, also they, ask goes your, to when that they ask for when they ask for your name, you know, he like, says Mike Jones. He says Mike Jones, <laughs> the most common name. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you, you don't. You say your first name or, or name, whatever. You, but you don't say, yeah, th- I'm Mike Jones. Everyone in Las Vegas must hate him. Like when he's oh, yeah. he's rolling That's around terrible. town. He had some other story about going to like uh, uh, the Krispy Kremes on the day it opened and making a big stink about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't think he's like a a, a light Vegas resident. <laughs> <laughs> customer <laughs> services <It's> like, <laughs> like, oh, most hated God. celebrity. There he is again.
0: <laughs> you know, my stepbrother lives in Las Vegas now. Oh yeah, out in the residential parts, uh-huh. and I wonder if he fucking. Because the thing about the Las Vegas residential areas is it's, like, pretty functional, sometimes often lower income. Yeah. But right mixed in there are these huge houses in gated communities where, yeah. like, the celebrities live.
1: That's where Penn lives now, yeah. Yeah,
0: he moved from out way out in the fucking desert yeah, in the slammer to, a to a g- one community. of those, yeah.
1: Yeah, such a man of the people. <laughs> He's talking about the private Starbucks in his gated community. That's what it is. That's why Mike Jones gets there early. He has to go through like, he allows time for going through the fucking frisking and the the, the cavity search. (laughs) That's why they know him by name. (laughs) I like my coffee black like Mike Jones's inner anus. (laughs) Oh, I know the guy. All right. So what do you think? Are are to oh. him
0: are sensory deprivation chambers the same as being Bob Dylan <laughs> I mean it's 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 plausible
1: that he would have said yeah. that I'm going for 50/50 I'm saying that's max That's max okay. that one was Thank max you. I'm actually a little grateful because that would really be <laughs> that would be a new low I think And you
0: you're actually it's good on you for getting that one cuz that was sort of a composite of different things he said throughout the podcast Yeah But he didn't say... He talked about doing a sensory deprivation chamber because, of course, it came up. Uh But he said he didn't like it. Okay. He actually said he didn't like it. He didn't say it was like being Bob Dylan. I'm too big. By the way, the Bob Dylan... (laughs) It's like being in a mortuary drawer. (laughs) It's like being in a paddling pool. (laughs) All right. Okay. Here we go. The only people who I've ever spoken to about string theory that could explain it to me adequately are Lawrence Krauss and
1: Martin Mole. <laughs> Martin <My mom. laughs> That it sounds like something he would say. It sounds like something I got the he would say. pen, baby! <laughs> you never know. It's either Lawrence Krauss or Lawrence O'Donnell. Yeah. L-O-D. <laughs> um... Who I mean, even is Lawrence Krauss? He's like a. I, I thought he was like the physicist. Yeah, he is. He's okay. like a wannabe. You know, the grass. T- I mean, not a wannabe. I mean, he is a physicist. Yeah. So, so, that so that would like, make sense. You know, he he tried to enter the mainstream, and it didn't go quite that well. And Martin
0: Mole mm. always sung. Uh, Pendulet always sings Martin Mole's
1: praises. All right, the fact that you're saying it like that makes yeah. me think that you're like, yeah, I did put in references that are accurate. So that's he a had, mass quote. Yeah. It was. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> Damn it! I gotta <laughs> stop fucking. I got to stop. Remember, I'm trained in cold reading. Like, give me enough and I'll figure it
0: out. <laughs> trained.
1: Trained, yeah. <laughs> I literally took a class.
0: Okay. Yeah. <laughs> this is one from Joe Rogan. Uh-huh. We're going into the shorter ones and then we'll end with the big finale. All right. Here's a shorter one. What Tom Arnold doesn't understand is that javelinas are not a fucking joke.
1: <laughs> 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 wow. Um...
0: What Tom Arnold doesn't understand is that javelinas. javelinas are not a the wild joke. pigs,
1: yeah, are not a fucking joke. I just now, if that was, I'm trying to think because again, Joe Rogan may well have said that if there were something that Tom Arnold recently had said about Havalinas Or well, think about this: <laughs> is there? Is there? Is that base? Is, has something happened with Tom Arnold? Tom Arnold ugh, has something happened with Tom Arnold and javelinas?
0: I'll only say this: okay. A lot of people are weighing in on that 40 feral pigs meme right now. Yeah, which has Joe Rogan written all over it.
1: Uh, that's a max quote.
0: Fuck it. I got to yeah. stop answering your Yeah, follow-ups. yeah, no. I got to stop quote. answering that's your a fucking follow up for sure. All right. All God right. damn it. All right. Pretty good
1: though. All right. <clears throat> Atheists are the only people who truly understand what it means to love their family. I want to say straight off the bat, genuine, but I don't know if he actually said that in this. It's exactly the kind of thing he would say. Mm-hmm. Exactly the kind of thing he would say. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm no selling now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you. Uh No, I think that's genuine.
0: That was Max. Fuck. That All was right. Max. That was a Max
1: quote. All right. Okay. I think he has said that. <laughs> I think he said it because he says, like, in the Bible, God's telling you to kill your son, Abraham. That was my thought yeah, process when yeah. I made it up. But has- I don't remember
0: him ever saying, because he's also, the other thing about him is that he's also always oh, putting fu- all this. You know
1: what, I forgot that his parents were religious and obviously exactly. wouldn't say yeah, that He's they also always putting yeah, all this fucking no, praise no, on the no, religious. Fair enough, yeah. fair enough. All right. Yeah, I should have thought of that. Okay.
0: It was in the 80s. We were on Broadway. Genuine. Hold on, it was in the 80s, we were on Broadway, and I had like an hour free, we were doing Stern and Letterman and Saturday Night Live, so I never had an hour free, but I saw a magazine with the Coen brothers on it, and the cover said, what's it like to hang out with the Coen brothers, so I bought it, and I brought it back to my office, which was in the same building as Lauren Michaels, (laughs) <laughs> and I sat down and the article begins hanging out with the Coen brothers is exactly what it would be like to hang out with Penn and Teller
1: oh, wow uh. <laughs> well first of all if this is the 80s Coen brothers I mean they, they they started making movies in the 80s but I don't know if they were like a sensation so much Um. You know what they made Blood Simple and Raising Arizona and maybe Hudsucker sucker proxy no that was nice was it yeah uh oh max is giving me a look there like he's like oh maybe i uh <laughs> maybe i uh i got my dates wrong here uh, i'm gonna say fake that's max. that was real
0: that was real? that was dead fucking serious? serious it was amazing it goes by the way that's it how in, many
1: name drops that's an incredibly <laughs> abridged version too it goes on that and was on one, and on that sounded like one or two uh, a few sentences like a handful like yeah. maybe a, less than a paragraph mm-hmm. and he's name yes. dropped I think yes. five people yes Isn't and, I, let cut, him and I cut out
0: name drops <laughs>
1: <laughs> why did you mention that your office was in the same building as Lawn Michaels I have like no why idea. would you mention I have, have no idea <laughs> in a story which has nothing to do with it was it. fucking the crazy
0: it was like <laughs> like you live old like you get old you enough you just become to... a parody of yourself that is it was That's... fucking rad he just oh, goes wow. on and on and honestly this was in the larger context I'm not exaggerating when I think this segment went on for 15 minutes Jesus. Of a humble brag. Ugh. Because all it is is him saying, I don't read things that have my own name in them. I don't read things because I don't understand oh, it. Bullshit. I don't have a frame of reference if they don't have my name in them. I don't know what it's like to be around me. And then he tells that long ass story and then goes on at the end. And is like, I, I have no frame of reference. What does it mean to hang out with Pen That doesn't mean anything to me. And that's when I realized things about me are not written for me. They're, so I don't read them. And that's the only reason why. And I'm like, this. Okay, so every all the information you're giving us is one, you have things written about you a lot. Two, you shared an office with Lauren Michaels. Three, you were very popular in the '80s. Four, I'm you're so similar humbled. to the
1: Coen Brothers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, say what you want about Penn and Teller. Like, they they did good stuff. Yeah. I cannot imagine anyone saying that it was similar to hanging out with Pen and Teller. unless, of course, what one's they probably meant. One doesn't speak very much. That's probably that's the a, that's only got thing got that I can is. think of. That's got maybe got one's taller is. than the other.
0: I don't know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but the- one was eating corn and cackling. <laughs> 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 oh, that's Christ. a deep cut, Benja. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my lord! All right, fucking. <laughs> well, there's the game, my friend. That was it. All right. Your overall it score well. was a six s- out of. Let me see. One, two, Oh, sorry, I, you five. You didn't five, get that last one. Yeah, time. no. You five out of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So five out of eleven.
1: All right. So under under fifty. Under
0: fifty. It's nothing. That is nothing about you. That is no. only a testament to how fucking good I am. At letting the spirit of Penn Jillette flow through. I me. think it's also a testament
1: to how easy it is to ape <laughs> the repetitive No, no, no. Boring Give me some balls. credit. You know when you're <laughs> at church and you catch the Holy Ghost? That's <laughs> You caught some pen in you.
0: You got some Gillette in you. I got a little Gillette in me, dude. Wow. I, I, and it really just comes from literal years of listening to him. And and the thing, by the way, the thing I don't think I stress enough is that. All the while I'm doing this, all the while I'm listening to him, talking shit about him, making fun of him constantly, I listened to that full two hour podcast and I like I wouldn't say I enjoyed it, but I was captivated. You know what I mean? Like well, yeah, to you, it's like <laughs> you know what it is, it's because I liked him so much when I was in high school. Yeah. And then just out of high school, and I've listened to him so often. It's like Kevin Smith. He's I also really repetitive. Yeah, like I don't know himself. that Kevin Smith has anything to say anymore that I haven't heard already. Mm-hmm. But. Here's another one is easy to. Listening to both of them is like a fucking, almost like a nightcap or right. like a warm blanket. You know what I mean? No, I get it's you. It's a soporific, as you once famously said to Charlie Brooker. Uh, Iannucci,
1: Armando Iannucci. It. Yeah, Tell yeah. that story, man. That's a great story. I love that. It's not that great a story because I don't think anyone fucking made an ass of yourself. <laughs> uh, kind of. I mean, um, I don't know if anyone in in America really knows Amanda Iannucci by name. Robert now, knows. Amanda Iannucci is a, uh, I mean, not even a comedian, but more of like a a very very influential comedy writer from the mm. UK mm. Uh, and kind of creator and showrunner. Yeah. Most well known in America for creating Veep and yes. show running Veep for ages, and Veep is kind of like a an American iteration of a show that he did in England called The Thick of It. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also back in the '90s worked with, know, uh, yeah, he kind of launched the career of Steve Coogan. Well, he didn't launch it, but he worked on a show with Steve Coogan. He's one Chris of the Morris, co-creators Patrick of. Bamber. He's one
0: of the like seventy co-creators of Alan Partridge, isn't he?
1: uh I, I think there were about five or the, six people who what's were the thing the
0: minute the what was it was the show? on the hour on, on the hour. hour was a
1: radio show that then yeah. got t- like a parody news show i mean before the onion like honestly yeah. the, all of that kind of parody news stuff i think mostly came from uh on the hour and the day Today. Yeah. Uh, the day Today was the uh, and that was TV like version of it chris and then it created morris, chris morris amanda Annucci, patrick marber who went on to become a playwright who wrote the movie closer well wrote the play closer and then wrote the movie based on it right uh Who else? David Schneider. I mean, like a bunch of people that I like. He also
0: famously wrote a very famous movie called In the Loop, and another very famous movie called Four Lions.
1: Well, In the Loop was like a bridge between, because it had characters from The Thick of It, which was like the UK version of Veep, and then In the Loop kind of brought it over to America, and then a lot, it kind of, it was like a bridge between The Thick of It and Veep. Wait, am I wrong? Did he write Four Lions? No, that was Chris Morris. I get them mixed up constantly. Chris Morris and Sam Armstrong and Jesse, uh, I think it's Jesse Armstrong and Sam Bain, who uh, uh, created Peep Show. So, um, okay. Anyway, so, yeah, that's a very, a very, very, yeah. And he also he had his own sketch show, which, uh, isn't particularly well known or remembered. And that was really, really funny, too. Um, no, an incredibly talented and very funny man. He also made a movie recently called, uh, The Death of Stalin, which, uh, got, I mean, got some Oscar attention and stuff. Like, he, he's doing well. Um, anyway, I, I met him in LA, uh, cause I was, uh, the, um, I'm going to sound like Penn Jillette here, but I was at the BAFTA. There I was at the BAFTAs. The BAFTA.
0: No, raiding at, the shrimp table.
1: I wasn't at the BAFTAs, but um, BAFTAs are British, like the British Oscars, um, film and television awards, but they have an organization out in LA and they host little parties before the Emmys and before the Golden Globes and stuff like that. And... Uh, I get to go to them because I'm really important. Um, Right. And I was at one, and uh, Amanda Iannucci was there. And, you know, again, I think, obviously, he's known in the industry, and I'm sure a lot of people knew him, but, like, he certainly wasn't getting mobbed like some people might be. Yeah. Um, And I took an opportunity to say, like, hey, like, I just want to let you know. I'm really, really... Like, I admire you very much. Like, Alan Partridge is one of my favorite comedy things ever. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day-to-day and like, all this kind of stuff. I didn't, like, throw all those at him. But I was just like, hey, like, you know, I'm a really big fan. Thank you. And he's like, oh, thank you. Like, very nice, very friendly. Talks about being jet-lagged. And then um, I said uh, he'd just done a speech, Uh, I think, at the Edinburgh, uh, the, what's it called? Some kind of television function in edinburgh and he'd done this speech called the mctaggart speech and he talked for a long time about how uh fuck you know honestly i can't remember exactly what it was but i think it was about new um regulations in the bbc and stuff like that and how the government how it's going to make like satire harder to do and so it was a really really good speech really really funny and very uh inf- informative and very passionate like mm. a, and he obviously cared a lot about this speech and it was like a 10-15 minute speech and i said to him by the way i really really Love that. I thought, I thought it was, um, I thought it was great. And he was like, yeah, thank you. And then I have this thing where if I'm talking to someone and I'm like, I, I'm sort of trying to ingratiate myself towards them. Right. So I just feel like if there's silence, I don't want to just let that silence. So I just have to have something to say. Yeah. So what I said was, I was like, yeah, you know, I actually, I actually, uh, I've been listening to that while falling asleep for the past few nights. Uh, it really helps me fall asleep. <laughs> and he went, oh, Oh, like, right, right. And kind of looked at me as said, Well, you're saying it's boring? Like, it's putting you to sleep? And I was like, No, 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 blah, blah. And uh, he you know like for whatever reason that was sort of the end of the conversation <laughs>
0: for whatever reason
1: <laughs> yeah you know he, he kind of like I think someone else yeah. talked to him or something like that and I was like oh fuck and it like destroyed me all day I was like oh shit did I just tell this like this guy who I really expect yeah. does he now think that some kid's saying hey your speech is fucking boring but yeah, thanks I for putting to me to sleep speech when I go to yeah, bed Yeah, the speech that you obviously really cared about I yeah. think he even said that. yeah thanks I really hope it makes a difference You know, yeah. so he really cared about it yeah. and I'm like yeah I've been mean, listening like, to it, it makes, makes a
0: difference in, in it? my sleep pattern yeah. <laughs>
1: it's really helped me go to to sleep the last few nights. And then uh so like, I was honestly like weirdly wrecked with guilt over that. I was yeah. like, fuck, I don't want him to of course. So I, I never I have a Twitter account but I never use it. I just like occasionally I have I follow some people and yeah. I don't tweet ever. But yeah. I actually sent him a tweet on Twitter saying like, hey just uh I, I said the word soporific to him. I said it was really soporific. Yeah. Which is another word for it puts you to sleep. Yeah. It's boring. But I said, hey just to so let you know like when I said soporific, I didn't mean boring. Like I meant that it was uh, that it was calming or something like that. <laughs> and like, yeah, sorry, put my foot in my mouth. And he sent a tweet back saying like, oh don't worry, it happens to me all the time. <laughs> oh man. So a nice fellow. I nice would fellow. love it if he blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. No, so, I, I feel pretty bad about I love that. when you just get the opportunity, you meet someone and, and you just say the wrong thing. Yeah, it happens know. to me often. I had a um I, this is a much less well known person than Armando Nayanucci. But uh, when I was in high school, I was very into like kind of novelty music and stuff like that. And one of the people I was into was a, a nerdcore rapper named M.C. Lars. Okay? Fuck yeah. And I was very into M.C. Lars, even though I kind of knew he wasn't good. <laughs> I just kind of like... And, and that's not... He was nice. I've met him many times. I've even actually sort of worked with him before. But like he... Um, He's a really nice guy and I don't want to say anything bad about him, but like, his rapping leaves something to be desired, I would say. Technically speaking. Uh-huh. Anywho. So, he also draws these weird comics. He draws these like three panel comics called that he called 27th Street that apparently he used to like draw in college. Like he drew them in his college newspaper and they were very weird. Like they weren't Especially funny, they were kind of like these weird non sequiturs. They never really had punchlines or anything like that. It was like anti humor. Um, and he released a book of them when he became MC Lars, when he became a famous rapper because he was writing them under his real name, Andrew Nielsen. He released a book of them, and I bought that book and I read it, and I was like, "These are kind of I kind of like shitty anti humor and like low budget comics and shit like this." So I was like, "I kind of like this. This have like an underground feel." So I met him and I was like, I'll impress him. I'll impress him. Right. And so I go up to him and he's like greeting people after the show. He's in this awesome mood. He's like, I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, MC Lars. He's like, hey, man. And he does this like thing where he like slaps my hand and snaps around my thumb for some reason. He's like really putting on his fucking face. And I was like, oh, dude, let me tell you, I love your comic. And he goes, thank you. I work very hard on that. I go, yeah, I read it. Dog shit. I go, <laughs> I go. <laughs> Shit's fucked up. Yeah. And he just stares at me. (laughs) That's fair. I think you could
1: take that pretty And he just
0: goes, he wasn't offended. It wasn't an offensive thing to say. It was, first of all, his music, like, if you listen to it, it's almost children's music. It would be like going up to the Aquabats guy and being like, I like your album, shit's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, it was just this weirdly, like almost crass, not quite a compliment thing to say to him. But the thing that sold it was I go, Oh yeah, I like your comic, shit's fucked up. And he goes, and he goes, Oh, thanks. I I gotta go talk to this other guy, and he fucking leaves (laughs) like immediately. Yeah. With the line, I got to go talk to this other guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that it's not a good feeling, is it, though? It's the worst. I think about it all
0: the fucking time. Well, especially, if you,
1: especially if you know. Like, I didn't know I was going to bump into Amanda Inucci right. that day. Yeah. But like, if you do know, like, okay, I'm going to this event or I'm going to this yeah. thing and I'm gonna that person's going to be there and I'd like to meet him, that makes it a lot worse because you kind of plan it out in your head a little bit. Yeah. You know, you... you I'll tell you I'll tell you who I did meet who I was I was splendid with yeah. and who was splendid with me and I wasn't expecting that yeah uh Nicki Minaj oh you met her yeah I met Nicki Minaj and she <laughs> Who? <laughs> I mean dude, a pendulet can fucking talk about <laughs> <laughs> there I was
0: eating grilled cheese with Nicki
1: Minaj <laughs> well I hear she's I hear she's having some trouble lately but um what's she okay what do you mean uh, she's having some big like Social media feud with I think Cardi B or something. Anyway, I mean, it it doesn't matter. But I, you know, I I knew I knew she was going to be there. I knew it was likely that I'd probably get introduced to her, Mm -hmm. and uh, I expected because I fucking hate her music. Oh, I like her music a lot, but yeah, of course you do. But um, (laughs) no, I fucking hate her music, and I pretty much hate. You know, she kind of represents to me a pretty you know poor quality. I, I, yeah, a, a kind of a descent in in the music industry, you know. Okay, like that's interesting. Lowering of standards and that kind of thing. Anyway, yeah. I just so. I just really didn't like. I had nothing to, nothing respectful to say to her or anything like that. Yeah. You know, I couldn't be like, oh, I love your stuff. Um, so I met her, and not only was she really fucking nice to me, but like I never felt like with some people it's like they're almost waiting for you to tell them how much you love them or whatever. Uh, with her, not at all. She just wanted to talk about my accent, and she's obsessed with Margaret Thatcher. The fucking conservative prime minister. Yeah, the first female prime minister. Why Why is she so into Margaret Thatcher? I don't know. I think she thinks she's really cool. I I think Ah, um, ah, 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 because Margaret Thatcher was kind of cunty, you know, like awful. She's she's kind of like the Nicki Minaj of eighties British politics, but no, she no. (laughs) Margaret Thatcher's like a villain. She like hated gay people. Yeah, like well, it's not so much that. Are you kidding? No, that's I mean I don't know, maybe that's what Americans think. That's really not the problem that the English have with
0: her. Well, and she was like anti union and she that was, was the main thing was that yeah. she
1: put a lot of people out of jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like with complete with conservative yeah. with
0: conservative policies, yes.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah. totally callous about it and mm-hmm. uh I mean yeah, kind of what the Conservative Party still is, but now mm-hmm. they kinda of disguise it a little better. Yeah. But no, she definitely is not someone who she kind of ruined <laughs> she ruined a lot of uh, a lot of the country to be honest. Doesn't have a good reputation. Ruined entire cities. Yeah. She's um, kind of the
0: Reagan of England.
1: Yeah, a little worse. I mean, the thing about America is like a president, it's hard for a president to have that much of a direct impact on a lot of America's America's so big and state mm-hmm. governments and stuff like that. But in England, it, yeah, you get someone in there who really has it out for, or just really has a name, it will have a pretty drastic impact. I mean, look right. at Brexit and stuff. You know, like sure. the impact is very, very quick and very, very, it's definitely felt, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, we have a smoking ban in England businesses close like overnight yeah. you yeah. know like <laughs> things like that those decisions have a big impact so yeah she's not well respected but I guess in America it's kind of like the royal family in America like right. people just see these British characters and they see them like uh, like almost like fairy tale characters you know where it's like yeah. it really doesn't affect them what they do or what they represent or what English mm. people even think about them in particular they just go like oh well isn't that cool and so I guess to maybe Nicki Minaj looking at Margaret Thatcher she's like oh that was a strong fucking powerful woman who didn't take any shit from men. You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. Right. I think the Steve, Iron Stephen Lady. Hawking had a had a good quote where he said that his only regret in life was that he when he met Margaret Thatcher, he didn't wheel over her foot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by accident, quote unquote. Uh, yeah. Anyway, so that's Nikki Minaj's if she wants to talk about Margaret Thatcher, and she was just really, really nice. Like, and I was like, fuck. That made me feel like an asshole because that's happened to me a few times as well. It's like I, I've kind of had a preconceived notion about someone, especially someone in the uh, in the public eye, and then I met them and been like, oh fuck, you know, they were, yeah. actually, they were actually pretty cool. Um, as far as like assholes, I mean, I, Kevin Spacey, I met that was fun back oh, when I, I was, back was when I was oh, about, was. I was about 14. Was. yeah uh, yeah I was about 14 I met Kevin Spacey and yeah. uh God yeah I wish I'd known at the time that I was this type yeah you know but he didn't seem interested in fucking me to be honest I mean <laughs> I really liked him at the time i, I really liked uh what the I, fuck could you possibly have liked from Kevin Spacey when you were that age when I was thirteen 14 I really liked seven at the time. Oh I really like yeah, The Usual you know Suspects. That, Seven I really like. Good movie if you're 14. If you're 14, it's, it's awesome. Yeah, same oh. with Fight Club. Yeah. By the way, can we
0: talk about that? I think that that is one of the first, if not only, times you've ever come up to me and said I was right about something. Yeah, you were. Where you, I said I was like, "Seven's a bad movie, dude. It sucks. It's fucking shitty." Yeah, it's fucking corny. and I was it's like, like, "No, it
1: no it's, it's perfectly good. Yeah. It's pretty. It's like a good mm-hmm. dark 90s thriller." No, uh, yeah, because I hadn't seen it since I was about 14 or 15. Yeah. Um, and then uh, yeah, the, you you said that, and then I put it on again, and I was like, almost instantly, like oof, this is a fucking bad one.
0: I had the benefit <laughs> of seeing it when I was about nineteen for the very first time. I saw it when I was that age, and right. when you look at, and not that my taste profile was necessarily complete when I was nineteen. Actually, you know, it might have been. Mm. I was watching a lot more indie movies at that age, though. When I was nineteen, you know what it was all about for me? Any fucking indie rom com. There. I was watching it. I wasn't even enjoying it. I'm uh, trying to stay on topic here. I was watching... Okay. Oh, what do we on topic? About it? <laughs> okay, Kevin <laughs> about seven. seven.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah it's a yeah. piece of shit. What else is there to say? So, well, well I mean... Who who directed I, that hit, piece of shit? Uh, David Fincher. Oh, figures. I've always hated that. Yeah, movie. yeah. I, I actually watched the... Social Network is good. I watched the... No, here's the thing. I watched that the other day, Uh-oh. randomly. I mean, I never liked the Social Network. Is this going be my seven? I always thought it was bad. I like it. It is terrible. The, like the social it. network is a terrible movie. Firstly, because it's not true. Like the I vast majority of it is not even factual at all. Yeah. So it's not even a good, um, you know, like uh, timeline of the events surrounding Facebook's inception. Like most of it's uh-huh. fictional. Um, and it for no reason looks like, you know, David Fincher has a look and the social network does not fit that look at all. Everything is like green, like washed out like high well actually high contrast and yeah it's got a very intrusive trent Reznor soundtrack all over it it looks like seven like but it's about some fucking guy in college creating a website you know it really has no Mm. i've never seen a i I can't think of many times where i've seen like a film's look and kind of tone be so at odds with the subject i don't agree with you because the the
0: script is so
1: stylized the
0: script is Aaron it's Sorkin. Just, it's type, just a flashy you know. movie. It's a flashy movie. Maybe but it's about not something fl- banal, but. but no.
1: But here's the thing: like, the, it doesn't look flashy. It look the best way to make that movie would to be give it give it a kind of sheen. You know, that would be the best way to make that movie. If no. you're trying to make, yeah, if you're trying to make some kind of commentary on, you know, oh well, everyone's uh, this is when it started. This is when things started getting more kind of. Uh, you know, airbrushed and kind of shitty, right. and like. So you're like, saying, but you've got this. It looks like you know he's at Harvard, but it looks like he's living in Tyler Durden's apartment in Fight Club. Right, and so he's you're like, saying
0: maybe something that would have been better for the Social Network would be
1: like. Uh, I think Danny Danny Boyle, Boyle. Danny Boyle should. Have oh, directed. that's fucked up. Yeah. With that with Yeah, no, no, Danny... that, that was the first name that comes to mind. That's a yeah. much better,
0: like Danny Boyle, because because Danny Boyle is more flashy, where David Fincher's more bleak i guess
1: well danny but
0: i've always found david fincher to be very flashy well no but
1: danny boyle just has more i I don't particularly love danny boyle's director but he has a little bit more range like he's able to do train spotting which is very very grim looking right and then he's able to do for instance uh sunshine i mean sunshine but you know the 127 hours is very like kind of nice looking and uh uh slumdog millionaire you know, I recently you know,
0: accused Danny Boyle of not having a distinct visual style and I was shut down promptly. Uh, and you know what? I was wrong. Like, as soon as they pointed everything out between his movies that's common, I was like, yeah, I guess
1: you're yeah, right. Yes, bits and pieces. But yeah. I
0: still maintain that Steven Soderbergh is an anonymous
1: shitty like journeyman director. I really, I haven't liked a single movie that he's made, I don't yeah. think. And, I've and seen also a lot Jim Jarmusch sucks, too. No, nah, I like Jim Jarmusch. And yeah. uh, <laughs> I
0: always try to sneak him in. No <laughs> one will go with me on that one.
1: <laughs> But uh, yeah, as far as the social network goes, I think yeah. um, David Fincher was just like a really bad choice for director. I thought that the soundtrack by Trent Reznor, which I think won the Oscar, yeah, is really intrusive and shit too. Like it sounds like it sounds like a kid playing around on GarageBand. It's fucking terrible. Dude. It's like tones, right? That it's just like bing. no. It's like, it's kind of like yeah, a lot of kind of shitty electron music yeah. basically, and. It, fucking, um, it sucks but the, the whole movie so Jesse, Jesse Eisenberg is well, fucking unwatchable if you want if you want the truth i think Trent Reznor fucking sucks in general i fucking think
0: that i, nails I is, haven't
1: liked anything of his I, particularly i don't just dislike
0: but hate nine inch nails i think they are so fucking bad we've talked about this before have we on the podcast yeah, cuz this is my hottest take i think mm-hmm. they fucking suck dude mm mm-hmm. mhm and not their old stuff is good, they've always sucked,
1: uh-huh,
0: all right, well, as long as I've gotten that out there,
1: yep, no that's in there uh, you know,
0: I don't like to say anything controversial, but that one I'll go fucking t- heels in baby heels uh do you think do you think David Fincher likes
1: tool uh you think he's excited about i I don't, I don't, the I don't know, but I know where we're going so like just, <laughs> just get on with it. New Tool album came out, baby. I didn't listen to it. And I didn't I, either. I wouldn't because I never particularly liked them. But I have no strong feelings one way or the other about Tool. I really don't care. I, I just never I never got them. I know some people get it. My wife really loves them. They um, seem
0: like someone you'd have strong feelings on. Never, I feel like I really you like dislike them.
1: I really don't. I just find them, I'm completely ambivalent about them. What's Everything a, I've heard, I've just been like, Ugh, I, I, you know, we
0: talk about movies all the time, but we don't talk about music that often. Mm-hmm. What's a band that you really fucking dislike? And not like, don't Ooh. pick an easy, don't pick an easy target. Give me someone that like, you take, because like with me, the reason I harp on Nine Inch Nails so much is because everyone yeah, around um, me likes them. You feel them. completely alone and not like them. Right. Who's someone like that um, for you? I don't mean like fucking don't go for fucking Carly Rae Jepsen or one of you one of those people. Give me someone that like everyone in your circles would like.
1: Right. Yeah. Uh for a while Death Grips oh, But that's they've kind, they've They're kind good. of fallen out of yeah. favor now, but well not fallen out of favor, I just think people care less about right. it now. But um certainly there was a little while where I was like I'm yeah. completely alone and thinking this is dog shit. Yeah. Uh and then not only then, but there was a little while, believe it or not, where Lady Gaga was something that everyone just said was good. Even people in right. music circles that I kind of respected were like, "Well, you know, no, but she's good. No, right. she's doing something better." And she's doing. I'm like, "No, she fucking isn't. She's, if anything, a little bit worse than your average like bubblegum pop star because of the fucking the sheer, <laughs> the sheer pretentiousness mm-hmm. of it." And like. Yeah, she drove me crazy for a little while. But again, fell out of favor pretty quickly. I tend to be right about them falling out of favor. Mm-hmm. Like when when everyone's going on about something and I'm like, it's fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Uh and I feel alone in it, they tend to then go away. Yeah. People stop caring. So I I don't know, that makes me feel a little bit better. Um as far as other bands, I mean Oh I don't know. It, like Def Grips definitely for a while I was I was pretty alone and not liking, and I still don't. I've I've tried really hard to get into them, and that is uh, weird, man. They're good. No, I th- I think that's uh, the epitome of hipster music. Uh, I think yeah. it's
0: Death Heaven might be another one. That oh, Death like a Heaven! Lot is. of people really they like suck. I think yeah. those I ones fucking are fucking. Like, I think Heaven. those ones you're you're kind of like an Emperor Has No Clothes type of person on them, because
1: they're, yeah. oh they're at least doing something that's
0: they're at least doing
1: something that's kind of out there. Uh, not really. I mean, like here's the thing with Def Heaven. So Def Heaven is a weird one because Def Heaven. I'm not Death alone. Heaven, not as
0: good of an example.
1: Well, I'm I'm certainly not alone in disliking them. No. The the. The problem with Death Heaven, if you don't know Def Heaven, they, they're uh, <laughs> kind of like a, a hipster American black metal band. Yeah, it's weird. It's so like they, LCD Sound System fans and Def Heaven fans. Yeah. Huge And Vendai like Pitchfork love like, them and shit. Yeah. And so I listened. I was like, oh, fuck. I hear about the Sunbather album. And apparently yeah. it's awesome. Apparently it's absolutely great. And I really wanted to, you know, hear an awesome album that fused black metal or whatever. Because yeah. I love, I, I'm a big fan of black metal. Mm-hmm. Um and then I, so I listened to it and I was like, this is just like bad black metal. It's yeah. like bad, uh, atmospheric or ambient black metal from the nineties. The you've heard many, many times before. Um, so why is it? And then I like looked up an interview with them and first of all, they look cool, you know, and they're like, yeah, we don't want to do any of the, you know, like the aesthetics of black metal or anything. Oh, they're wearing like V-neck. They're just wearing fucking, they're like, you know, they, yeah. they look like they just got dressed to ASOS and, uh. And what I really hated about it, it's like, fine, look, if you want to make shitty black metal music, I really don't care. But God knows plenty of people have been doing that for 30 years. What I didn't like was that they were, not only were the press implying that they'd come up with something new, which they really, really didn't. Right. uh, But also they, not only were they accepting that, that kind of accolade of, oh, we're, we're a step above, but they were so smug and like, so they seemed to hate what they had, taken like what they'd st- It was mm. kind of like elvis you know uh talking about uh, black people negatively when he'd stolen all that music basically right. it, that's what it felt like to me it was like oh well you yeah, know, obviously uh a lot of uh those black metal bands you know with their silly makeup <laughs> yeah exactly. and it's like you fuckers owe everything to them and they're way better than you right like, i say a silly makeup or whatever first of all black metal bands a lot of them haven't worn the makeup since the early 90s since they were like 18 I always thought it um, was more of a death metal thing am I wrong no no makeup's that? almost entirely black metal okay, not so many death metal bands really were yeah yeah no, the no, corpse pain yeah, that was all black metal that wasn't oh, really okay. death metal I don't know the difference yeah um, okay. no black metal was all the satan church burning stuff in the early 90s especially um but most of those bands moved on pretty quickly and started making music that sounds more like uh, more like Deaf Heaven, except a lot better. And they've been doing that since the early '90s. And then Deaf Heaven turn up and they get all the Pitchfork press and all of this. They probably made a good amount of money off it too. And it really frustrates me because there are bands like Emperor and fucking Enslaved and Darkthrone and like uh, all these great bands that were doing what Deaf Heaven are doing better. And then some American teenagers from fucking Oakland. Decide to do it with a hipster aesthetic and market it towards hipsters, and they they make a killing off it. And fucking that alone is enough to annoy me. The fact that the music sucks is enough to annoy me. The thing that really really twisted the knife was that they were kind of then mocking or like uh, talking down about everything that inspired them yeah and acting as if they're somehow better or somehow different and it's like no you suck you're fucking terrible well
0: and the other thing i know about them is that you go and you ask shitty them. live shows too you I've go, go and you ask them and you're like who are your influences and they lie and oh yeah they're, they're like, like oh yeah cindy Lauper."
1: it's like cindy lopper is not your fucking influence yeah listen to your someone music someone who
0: you just kind of
1: like is not your influence and that's what all they're saying but they're also saying things where it's like oh that will that will throw people you know like yeah and then people will be trying to analyze the Cindy Lauper fucking influence in in way. It's like, it's not there. Right. You're copying 90s Norwegian and Scandinavian music. Right. You are absolutely copying that. Own up to it they barely even mention that when they mentioned metal bands it was all like slayer and stuff like that it was like you sound nothing like you sound like other bands that were influenced by slayer yeah like don't pretend that you're oh well we're doing this for grace jones it's like no you're not grace jones <laughs> well i think there's a, i think there's also a cachet to
0: um I think there's a thing where you don't want to credit someone if you feel like they have the potential to actually yeah. be your contemporary.
1: Well, that's uh, so that's the main thing that I thought with them, and not only that, but they were like kind of dis- they seem to be dissuading people from investigating yeah. that whole because because if they did, they'd realize oh wait this has all been that's, done before yes. and it's a lot better. But I, I think that's what really annoyed me about it was not only that they're they're talking. I, I would be really happy if if Def Heaven came out and they made this fucking album. Or whatever, I could accept there being a shitty imitation album if it encouraged people who hadn't really been exposed to that kind of music to then go back and look at others. They seem to be not only them, but also the press seem to be actively discouraging them from doing that, right? Because they're saying, "Well, obviously, you know, all of that shit in the past is really stupid, and we're really smart and sophisticated, like we're intelligent." You know, yeah. And that's kind of what I thought Death Grips were doing with um, various genres that they were kind of aping too. They seem to have an attitude about it where it's like, well, we're kind of, uh, we're almost like meta, meta gangster rap or whatever the fuck. Yeah, or like yeah, yeah. uh, post ironic fucking. I mean, right. dude, like again, the same with Death. Heaven. It's like you can listen to any number of their influences and it's better than they are. Uh, I mean, Justin I Simeon. This happens a lot in movies too. Justin Simeon, who I love,
0: I still love him. He does amazing work. He directed one of my favorite movies of the year. It came out, Dear White People. Uh, and he now directs and is like the TV show on the the series on Netflix. And I fucking love Dear White People. And I really think Justin Simeon is an amazingly visually talented director. But you look at his stuff and it is quite fucking clear. He has two major, major influences. Right. Wes Anderson uh-huh. and Spike Lee. Yeah, yeah. And when you hear his commentary on Dear White People, he's like, yeah, so uh, I was really influenced by Fritz Lang for this oh, shot. I was really influenced by who's uh, yeah. the guy who directed Persona? Fuck,
1: uh, Persona uh, is Roman Polanski. No no. No, no, uh, no, no,
0: no, John Cassavetes. No, 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 no. Persona uh, Bergman. Oh, Bergman. I'm just sorry, I'm thinking of yeah. completely different. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and he says like, "Oh, this is actually from Bergman, and this is actually from he." The especially infuriating part was he does commentary over a uh, a sequence that pacing humor even a similar premise beat by beat is fucking taken from do the right thing mm-hmm. greatest american movie ever made and there's no shame in taking from do the right thing is my point right and uh and he and he, it's like beat for beat and he's looking at it he goes you know this shot is actually a visual homage to uh, metropolis oh god and you look and it's like okay that's true The proxemics are taken directly from Metropolis. But everything else about the scene is so clearly the fucking bugging out fucking I mean, who told you to buy a brownstone in my neighborhood sequence from do the right thing I
1: I, look, I, I do understand the temptation not to uh, not to mention things which you've almost directly lifted from because sure. I mean I, I've done the same thing Like, I've almost right. directly lifted from places where I'm like oh people won't know where that's come from and yeah. like therefore I don't want to mention it in case yeah. you know because it will kind of devalue yeah. uh, devalue the work I've done I do understand that but um, and it's you know it's not a good impulse but it's a very natural impulse yeah. um what really bothers me, I mean, especially, kind of like what you were saying, but it's especially prevalent in horror now, it kind of ties into what I was saying about Death Heaven, where it's like, not only are they lifting from um, older things, but they're also kind of uh, kind of talking disparagingly about it. Like, they're saying, oh, well, obviously that was of its time, and uh, we can do better now, you know, Um a really bad example of that was uh, that Blair Witch sequel, which thankfully everyone's forgotten. Oh yeah, you remember that the the reboot came out about two years yeah. ago. This
0: podcast hasn't forgotten it though. We've brought it up before. The Blair, Blair Witch reboot. Hate that shit. Oh yeah. god,
1: yeah. I mean, the, it's, it's it's now really bad. it's, it's p- now known as the bad Blair Witch sequel. It's, <laughs> it's pissed. It's, <laughs> it's worse than Book of Shadows. The, Book of this, Shadows <laughs> is good. Book of but Shadows Blair Blair is goofy as fuck. Blair Witch remake like, is shit. It's not a remake. It's a it's a eh, it's sequel sucked. slash reboot. Fucking, it sucked. It's fucking terrible. Yeah. But they at the time the the filmmakers were saying like Well, you know, like Black Witch Project was very of its time and obviously a very low budget affair <laughs> and like, you know, a lot of it was very repetitive. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's what fucking made it good, you asshole. Like right. look at your fucking movie with its jump scares and like its beautiful actors. Yeah. <laughs> you got your Hollywood cast and you got your fucking and they even they had the fucking gall to say, yeah, we're really not afraid to like a lot of horror movies are afraid to get their actors dirty, but we really didn't mind putting fucking dirt on them and shit. It's like, yeah, but you got like a beautiful cast
0: yeah, <laughs> of yeah. people who don't look that like real was, people. Honestly, that stuck out to me so much. And they were like, yeah, we, we really rough them up. Is how actory the cast of that movie mm-hmm. looked. I, I really did. I remember that jumped out because. The Blair Witch project, the first one, as it's, much as it's it, fucking great. As much as its quote unquote believability is or isn't a plus, like it's absolutely a plus. Yeah, but I mean like in terms of the press package, because by the time I actually watched it, I was not even close to thinking it was real. No, like, me neither. I
1: don't but, think you need to be. I think you the, can still the, appreciate the, the that the film in, feels yeah, or the th- world, world, like a real Exactly. Thing. Yeah.
0: The in world authenticity of it is amazing.
1: It's perfect. There's not one bit in it where you can go, Oh, why why would that be happening? or Right. All the found footage movies that came after, you're like, well, why is, a good is this movie. happening? It or like, a good movie. why are there somehow three cameras on this one thing? You know, like, yeah, uh, found footage is the most bastardized of genres. But um, and you know what's so interesting about that movie is it was a
0: sensation in its time, oh. and rightly so,
1: absolutely. Whereas
0: I would say, and probably this movie is a, almost a direct result of the Blair Witch Project. The next major horror phenomenon I can think of. Was paranormal activity, activity, which was was, huge, where it was almost like a challenge to go see it, and everyone was like, "It's so scary! It's so fucking scary!
1: It's not remotely scary. Sucks. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. Well, apparently, the producer says that. I mean, that's another one denying influence too. He said he was inspired by uh by some laundry detergent falling off his shelf. Uh, (laughs) But what it really was was it was this guy uh, friends with like Jason Blum or whatever, like a producer, like a wealthy producer who. I would think, saw the Blair Witch model, mm-hmm. which was like, he, instead of looking at the actual quality of the movie, the amount of care that went into the folk, the lore of it, the backstory, because they didn't just make the movie. They made like documentaries to go along with it. They yeah. built a whole website. They really put in the ARG? effort. It was an ARG. It was an ARG. They put in the effort to make it as believable as possible, and that kind of led to the... That's why the, the film on its own is really good, yeah. but that's part of a bigger story, whereas... He saw that he saw all of that and just looked at the figures and goes, They spent five thousand dollars and it made like three hundred million. Right. I could do that. So, you know, this fucking rich asshole uh spends fifteen thousand dollars in films in his mansion, by the way, like you know, it's this young couple and they just yeah. for no explained reason living in this like beautiful San Diego like yeah McMansion um and the horrible characters and they're like Hollywood looking and yeah. the, the fucking absolute shit movie and there's no story to that movie the either the final shot the entire story activity. is basically like alright there's a there's a demon who's following this girl around and like yeah. moving things for no good reason yeah. Uh, the story of the Blair Witch Project you can say that the movie doesn't feature that much because there's not that you don't see much and it's all, all kind of implied but um, there's a big big story to it Right. Like, if you're paying attention to what the locals are saying at the beginning, you can't, all these random things that happen to them, you can't make sense of them. You need to do a bit of work to do it. Yeah. And, and it, also, even if you don't, it doesn't matter. It's still a scary movie, but the paranormal activity, there's nothing fucking to it. And, and it's just it, someone who saw the business model. Oh, yeah, we could just do like a shitty, cheap, cheaply made movie and then make millions of dollars off it. And there's nothing wrong with ripping off
0: the Blair Witch either. Like, if you. No. You know, one of the greatest horror movies of the last five years is a Blair Witch knockoff, and that is Bobcat Goldthwait's no, Willow, no. Creek. <laughs> We're Willow Creek. Willow Creek is not We've good. we definitely but, talked about that.
1: But Willow Creek is better than Paranormal Activity. But the fact is, Bobcat Goldthwait uh, probably listens to Tool. Probably listens I mean, to this podcast, I reckon. So. I reckon. And yeah. he, hey,
0: Bobby, you are out there. Give me a call. World's Greatest Dad Fantastic Movie. I like that movie. Uh, God Bless America, total piece of shit. Infuriatingly bad movie. <laughs> uh, I like God Bless America. Oh,
1: I can't.
0: I don't want to talk about it. I like history. that girl in
1: it. Um, Ellen uh, Page. No. It is, though. Well, they make a joke about that in the movie where he calls her Juno, and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> you know you what's a that? great movie, actually? Okay. What? I'm talking <laughs> about movies. Forget about my story, though. What? The story <laughs> is the joke they told in... No, I have a story that I met that girl at Hour. Oh, go ahead. Tell me that. That's interesting. Yeah, well, it's not actually that much of a story, but that's pretty much it. I met that girl at Eidlauer. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah. This was back when I was in my single days, and like oh. I liked her performance in that movie, and... Uh, Ooh. No. no Wait, she was- isn't
0: she kind of young in that movie?
1: She was like, I think, 16 or so in that movie, but then... The
0: actual actress was older.
1: No, no, no. I think the, the I think Uh-oh. she was probably about sixteen when she filmed it. Uh-huh. I didn't like her in that movie in that way, but I thought, oh, she was really good. I, I thought see- she was oh, a really good actress. And uh, but by the time you met her, she was. By the time I met her, she was probably like twenty-three. I mean, old enough to be at Adler. Yeah, yeah and uh, she'd been in some. She was in some Hulu show um, called Casual mm. at the time, and I'd started watching that. And I was like, oh, sure, that's the same girl. Yeah. And then I was at Adler, and suddenly, boom! There she was. You know, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she, not- was on, she was on a date, but nah, <laughs> I like nah. fucking started talking to her, and this guy was—he seemed kind of pissed off about that. But nah, I wasn't man. like hitting on her. I was just talking about the movies, and she, I was talking about, you know, you don't have the movies and stuff like, like that. You
0: weren't hitting on the girl from God Bless America.
1: I really wasn't though, because I don't really, I don't name? really Taralynn Barr. There you go. But I don't really hit on people, you nah. know. So it wasn't like I was saying on her. But I was shit. just talking to her, yeah. like, and this guy apparently hadn't seen anything that she'd ever done. Yeah. So, um, is, like,
0: so nice to be appreciated.
1: Well, I, I would be surprised. I mean, she's certainly not like a yeah. particularly recognizable star. Like, the reason I know her is purely because I'd seen some pretty unusual, you know, not many people have seen God Bless America or whatever, you know. So, um, yeah, no, I, I, I think, uh, it was probably a little, I don't know if she gets approached that much in public yeah. about that kind of thing. So no, I talked to her for quite a long time, and uh, she was really cool. And then she went off, um, went off, yeah. Also at that bar, I met the uh, the fucking kid from World's Greatest Dad. I'd brings all the Bobcat golf away. I wonder if he way. ever
0: comes around. I wouldn't recognize him if I saw him.
1: Yeah, his, I know. I knew his name, too. His name is Daryl Saber, Saber. That's weird that you know that. Yeah, because he, he well, he's also been in... Because uh, I've looked him up a couple of times because I've recognized him in movies but not been quite sure why. And it's because he's the kid from Spy Kids. He's the little boy in Spy Kids, oh, okay. so, which I saw as a kid. So in my head, I've always got him in there. So when he turns up in like that fucking Eli Roth movie, The Green Inferno... He's in that? Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. it's that dude. So yeah, I met him at the bar. And I was like, oh, shit, yeah, I just saw The Green Inferno. And he was like, yeah, yeah, what do you think? And I was like, ah... <laughs> looks like you had a lot of <laughs> yeah. looks like you had a it. lot of fun in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's basically what I say whenever I think someone sucks. You know, hey, looks like it was a lot of fun to do.
0: Um, I gotta tell you, what a piece of shit the Green Inferno is. Oh, it's dreadful. Okay, well, we'll right. call it quits then. All right, bye, bye. I have this fucking cough. You gave me the fucking flu. Talk.